Right now, we're going to talk about verbal crutches or ticks. We talk about crutch words a lot on this show in year one, 30 years ago. We had the crutch word of the week. Oh, yeah. But we're going to talk about those words that are actual crutches. Words that aren't necessarily funny, although the first crutch word of the week on our show back when it was born was situation. <laughs> and that is a crutch word. Boy, it is. Uh, then it kind of grew into just silly words. Vert. Maybe we should bring that back, the crutch word of the week. <laughs> Maybe. But there are some common crutch words. And I think, first of all, there should be a divider. In my opinion, there are transition words and there are crutch words. Transition words would be so or but or the phrase as a matter of fact <laughs> or or so there are these words that get you from one thought to another filler words or is there, that a different thing like like and you know like it's like like is that a filler word or is that a transition word i think that's a filler word okay yeah. and and the that's the other category filler words or they're almost ticks mm-hmm I'll catch myself using so as a transition word a lot. Yeah, that's caught on. That's become a virus. Yeah. So many people start off with, I can tell you how many videos I watch where someone starts off. So I did a thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's how we start. <laughs> but we're going to focus more on the filler words, the filler crutch words. Uh, um, those are the famous ones. Like has become a filler word. And you know, filler phrase, or maybe it's one, two words run together to form one word. Because when nope. we had the Cowboys head coach on, Mike McCarthy from training camp a week ago, I didn't really notice it as we were visiting with him. But the P1s then alerted us as the interview was going on that Mike McCarthy might be the you know king. And his are very subtle Tyler put together, we've had him on for 10 minutes, and Tyler put together about a one-minute montage of the coaches you knows. You know, you have to establish a rhythm, you know, be precise, because, you know, I've always felt, because, um, you know, just like anything, terminology is always long when you're starting, and the more you go, you want to cut it down just to be more efficient and change, you know, play colors. I mean, it's a little different based on, you know, our perimeter. You know, we've added some, you know, we're different at the running back position. You know, there may be certain variations, you know, how we're, you know, how we're emphasizing the time clocks to pretty much, you know, every first and second down, you know, the turnover ratio. And we all coach it that way in this league. But, um, you know, we, we do an exceptional job, you know, taking it away. I mean, we've led the league the last two years. You know, we, we need to be better in, you know, specific game plan, you know, because you, you want to play wide open. So, you know, that definitely plays to our strengths. Field position, we, we, you know, those are the things I'm really focused on. Well, you know, I wish it was that easy because, you know, the, the other guys know you can run too. You know, the deep ball, um, you know, there's really three ways to get it. You know, it's, it's you know, through the middle of the field. Change on offense, you know, I, I think, you know, you every offensive pass system has a starting point. And, you know, in our starting point, you know, I, I think, you know, the run pass option is, is a big part of football. <laughs> got football football. At the end. Tyler said he counted 43 you knows. He has a you know, and he also has a young. Young. Then young. He just sneaks in there. Young. 43 is a lot in a 10-minute interview, but I still don't think it approaches the greatest you know clip 
Hardline 1.0, 30 years ago, got a hold of this in an interview they did with Dixon Edwards, the Which former, supposed to face? the former Cowboys linebacker. You're supposed to face the East. Okay. <laughs> Why the East? I want to say he was on with them. This wasn't a training camp interview, was it? No, it may have been when he was leaving the Cowboys. I think maybe. that's right. Yeah, I think that's going right. With the Vikings, maybe. Didn't he start off with um, um, you know, back of the mind. There were you always hope. You know? Twenty-one, you knows in thirty-eight seconds, including a double and maybe even a triple. Yeah, I think here's triple. Here's here's the greatest of all time. Um, you know, everybody in the back of their mind, they they hope. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh. You know, you always hope, but you know, it, you know, the first day that Friday, <laughs> you know, they had the opportunity and they just didn't take advantage. Of, you know, you know, a lot of you know a lot of those guys. I, you know, I, I'm quite sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody else, but I'm speaking for myself. But if um, you know, a lot of guys would, you know, I guess would take a lot less. You know, just to be in a comfortable position and you know, you know, and you know what I'm saying, and be where you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know sure. what? But uh, you know, it gets to a point. You know, so you know. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> wow. So the McCarthy was edited down. That was unedited. Yeah. I think that's edited. No, it's not. It's cutting off the host a bit, and I'll do forensics on that. Deep analysis. <laughs> I do remember that first response was littered. Now, maybe since then we've put some edits in there, but <laughs> that was incredible. And the other verbal crutch that has really caught on and we all catch ourselves doing this, is right. Right. You make a point, and right. now these days you feel like you have to punctuate it with right for whatever reason. It's everywhere. Greg Olson, who drops his T's, also says right a lot. <laughs> right. And I'll even catch myself punctuating a thought with right, and then when I do it, I ask myself, why did you have to do that? <laughs> there was no reason for that. Just because we hear it so much now. Well, I got this from our buddy Dave Raymond, the TV play-by-play voice of the Rangers. He sent me this interview a couple of months ago. This is James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks. You remember that controversy about him using facial recognition technology for every fan that walked into Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That really blew up a couple of months back. And he is doing an interview with a local New York TV station. This is two minutes, and listen to how he needs to use the crutch word right. The man behind MSG, James Dolan, executive chairman, CEO of Madison Square Garden. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Rosanna. So what is going on with facial recognition and the policy that you have? Well, look, facial recognition, right, is just a technology, right? I mean, when I walked into the the studio, right, did you recognize my face? I did. Facial recognition, right? (laughs) uh, So, I mean, technology just makes you better at it, right? The real issue that's going on here is our policy of not letting attorneys, right, and who are suing us into, into our building until they're done. Right, suing us. When they're done, they're very much welcome back. The, the, uh, but look at it this way, right? If you owned a bakery or a restaurant, right, the, the, uh, <laughs> and, you know, someone comes in and buys bread from you, and then the next day they serve you with a lawsuit because they hated your bread, right? They said something happened to them with it, et cetera. Then the next day they show up at your bakery again and they say, I'd like to buy some more bread, right? Would you sell them the bread? 
I don't know if I would sell it, but you, listen, you're getting a lot of heat from everybody. I mean, if, if, if your next door neighbor sues you, if somebody sues you, right, that's that's confrontational. It's it's adversarial and, and you know, and and it's fine. People are allowed to sue. Right. The, yeah. the, uh, but at the same time, if you're being sued. Right, you don't have to welcome the person into your home, right? Well, there, apparently, I mean, now the attorney general is stepping in, right, Letitia James? Well, she's just <laughs> she's look. Like, the, the, there's all kinds of politicians who are jumping into this, right? The, none of them for the right reasons, right? Yeah. The, but I mean, but look, uh, the attorney general is just asking questions. Well, she wants some paperwork by February 13th. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get. We, we're happy to answer questions. So your attorneys are going right, to cooperate the, the, with you know. But we have we have politicians, right, who are jumping on. This bad, this this politician Brad Hoyleman and, yeah, and Liz Kruger, yeah. right, etc. I mean, they're just jumping on the on the bandwagon. They they they, want, they like the press, they like the clicks. They, they uh, but you know, I mean, where are they, for instance, on bail reform? Right. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Mm. I like that triple. And it, by the way, he works them in very quickly and subtly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like that triple of these politicians are getting involved, right? And not for the right reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the right reasons, right? <laughs> so have your radar up there. I just said so for right and so and but and um and uh and all of these crutch words that are, that seem we to all be proliferating. Yeah. These days. Everybody, everybody has, has them. them. But don't you find that you gravitate towards broadcasters or speakers? who don't use all those things. Like, there's a whole movement that that's SG if you don't use, you know, and like a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to do a bunch of ums now because that makes you more relatable and... Cash. Yeah, super cash. Uh, but I always find myself liking speakers. Like, if you took the... Here, I just said like. Like. <laughs> like. If, uh, if you took the I have a dream speech... And we can do this with AI now, I guess, and make MLK throw in a bunch of rights and likes, rights, likes, <laughs> and ums and like, and <laughs> like, I have a dream, like that one day, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that the sons, uh, I mean, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I right? have a dream. Um, um, <laughs> it just wouldn't be as powerful right. to me. We'll have to go back and listen to some old audio sometime. I think I've told you guys this before. You know what Landry's was? Tom Landry was the phrase in there. Isn't that weird? In there. And you can go back and listen to interviews and he'll just drop it in out of nowhere. Just, we really played good defense in there. And then we, (laughs) and we used to count as in there's his press conferences. And I I, I bet he had no idea that he said it. Nolan Ryan has that weird one of and that. that. Right. We we were out there pitching. I can't do an old rhyme, but yeah. out there pitching and that and, and, and that. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right, seven fifty two on the ticket. The Rangers are all in. What will that bring them? We'll talk about that in four minutes. Uh, okay, verbal ticks, Junior. You are courageously breaking the news that there are verbal ticks in this world that are annoying. Courage, Ty. Sounds off about this, about the ones that bug him. He says the all-time king of yep. verbal tics is, you know. But 1A is, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then he says, uh, not sure if this is a verbal tic, more of an auto response, but it's the millennial phrase that 
bugs me that did not exist for us Gen Xers. And he says that phrase is, I know, right? Yeah. I hear people saying that a lot. Yes. I know, right? (laughs) Another millennial phrase that bugs him, it's been a minute. (laughs) I think that's generic business talk, isn't it? Yeah, that's more than a I mean, people use it also in regular life, but... It's more than hey, a Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> or how about have you ever known someone who has the nervous laugh at the end of every sentence? Oh, yeah. I've known people like that. I've known a lot of people like that. Well, where you, where'd you just coming back from? The store? <laughs> I don't understand why you just laughed at that, but okay. A couple of P1s brought up Doug Melvin, the old Rangers GM, who said in there. Yeah, and so did Tom Landry. Tom Landry. He yeah. would say in there. Yeah. And Emmett Smith was brought up and so forth. Yes. <laughs> so forth. I'm trying to think. I seemed like I had someone. <laughs> Remember Jimmy Jones, the Cowboys defensive tackle? Yeah. His was in stuff. In stuff. In stuff. <laughs> we played um, real well in technology stuff. Technology and stuff. <laughs> uh, Ty continues, most annoying verbal tick ever, according to him. He said it's especially common in women under 40, which is the dreaded like or literally. Literally is another one that's gotten mm-hmm. wrong. He says, try this sometime. Get within earshot of two or more teenage girls conversing. And he puts in parentheses, I know this sounds creepy. <laughs> but just listen for like and literally. Take a 30-second sample, and you should get at least 15 or more. Nailed it. Quick correction. Doug Melvin was and that. And that. Not in there. Yeah. Well, and that was and Nolan's. That. That we did that and that and that. Yeah, I can't do an Nolan, but Scott and Anna says his verbal tick that annoys him when people say, "Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no." Uh, Marlin east of the Pecos says, "Speaking of super casual." And this is as we were talking about how speakers always sound better when they don't have these verbal ticks and verbal filler, when they just complete the sentence. Yeah. Instead of adding like and literally and you know and that and you know what I'm saying and all that kind of stuff. He says that Corby and Bob are guilty of the super fake stuttering casual 40 liner. So we need to be on the lookout what for is that. that? What I don't that? know. I don't know. But he says he thinks Corby has rubbed off on Bob doing the fake stutter to appear casual. I don't think I've noticed that. I haven't noticed that either. But we'll check it out. (laughs) Peter says, uh, hey, Gordon, I heard that fake Greg Olson did a dramatic reading of MLK's I Have a Dream speech. You should see if you can find (laughs) that audio. P1 Russ says, shout out to my boss who says... Things of that nature. That's the phrase they keep throwing in there. You know, we need to, you know, improve and, and things of that nature. Generic. Too. <laughs> yeah. What a obnoxious bit of verbal filler that is. He says we make a, a shots game out of every time he uses that phrase. And then one of the most famous of all filler phrases is, you know. And someone brought up that uh, the Hardline played this recently. And then Corby actually sent me this through text somehow corby's got my cell phone number now oh man yeah and he's been texting me but this is from uh, a rapper named lil Gotti. corby says 
It beats Dixon Edwards by a mile. We discovered it like a month ago. Rapper Lil Gotti has to be like 50 ya knows and you know what I'm saying. Destroys Dixon. We wow. were in shock. So as you can tell, Corby's text are just like yeah. Corby speaking. He says it 50 million yeah, 50 times. 50 million times and we were shocked and it devastated us. Hey, when, Dill. So here's a little bit of the audio of Lil Gotti. Uh, see if you can count the you knows and know what I'm saying. It was a uh, crazy story, man. You know, you know, Silk is the baby boy. You know, everybody loves, you know what I'm saying, loves Silk, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and she was uh, was upset, you know what I'm saying, about a certain situation that happened, you know what I'm saying, with Silk, you know what I'm saying, dealing with a female, a female that Silk was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, or uh, dating, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, at the time, you know, uh, and she, and, uh, she was well known, you know what I'm saying. Everybody knew that he was dating Maya at the time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know that Silk was dating Maya at the time. He was crazy about Maya. You know what I'm saying? But all it was believed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all uh, 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 suspected, you know what I'm saying? That, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, uh, she might have had a crush on, on Mystical. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that them two, you know what I'm saying? Had some type of, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, rendezvous. You know? You know what I'm saying? This was, this was, this was what was suspected. But Silk was heard about that. It sounds like listening to Jerry talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so she didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So they wind up, you know what I'm saying, coercing, you know what I'm saying, on uh, Mike, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Go to come to the studio, you know what I'm saying? You know, and they wind up, you know what I'm saying, jumping the man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All, all over that, you know what I'm saying? You know, all, you know, and that's when you start to see a lot of the decline, you know what I'm saying, of no limit, you know what I'm saying? And they might do things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, over time, you know what I'm saying, those, uh, those wounds, you know what I'm saying, they have, you know what I'm saying, hell, you know what I'm saying, y'all see Mike is on tour, you know what I'm saying, all, you know what I'm saying, the little reunion tour, you know what I'm saying, Mike is on there, heavy, strong, you know what I'm saying, doing it, you know what I'm saying, doing this thing. But that was, you know what I'm saying, that was funny, but you know what I'm saying, um, that's amazing. must have grown up watching the Smurfs. Why? They'd say Smurf in almost every sentence. You've heard that before. Yeah, but Why you what is that? Me like that? No, what, I'm just I'm trying to connect the dots. Well, because they had their own language. That's like his own language by saying, "You know what I'm saying?" instead of Smurf. But that's not a you know. <laughs> I that's, know you know what I'm. No, no, I'm. This is a different topic now. <coughs> to to Corby's point, I think it was that's not Dixon Edwards. You know, that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. there are some you knows in here too. But, yeah, but there's a few you know what I'm saying. In there. I think is but his main is, one is yeah. you know what I'm saying. Which is even longer That's and more amazing. cumbersome to work in that much. I know. All right, I'll try to take that audio and strip out the you know what I'm saying's and see how much shorter I can get his statement. Yeah. Yeah, it'd probably be like eight seconds. <laughs> well, that was a minute 41. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how, how much we can That'd get it down right. to if you just went with the content. <laughs> Crutch words. P1 Brown says, Norm often used the crutch prepositional phrase in this world to steady himself before making a point. <laughs> to steady himself. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only did he do it in the Choose Energy spot, but he used to do, in this world, RBIs are harder to come by. Um, Christine. Oh, wait a second. I'm only to Christine's uh, email for just a moment. Nick says, at my company, the word basically has become the go-to crutch word to start off every statement. Um, 
basically what we need to do mm-hmm. is really entrench this product with emerging markets. <laughs> basically, uh, we need you to file by 5 p.m. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chris, Chris says, I might have missed it, but I think you guys admitted kind of and sort of as uh, on the list of filler and or crutch phrases. I think we did. Did we mention it? No, I think we omitted them. Yeah, I know. And that is a huge one yes. that happens. And I've noticed that that's a common one on beta male NPR. Kind of a sort yeah. of a... Well, what happened was sort of a, an, an emergent trend of kind of a sort of um, the type of people who culturally have that sort of impact don't sort of they kind of <laughs> that's a massive post game press conference one too. You guys sort of struggled out there and this <laughs> right. just, just say it, just softening it a little bit. Coach, kind of tell me what you were expecting from the team as far as kind of how they prepared mentally uh, for those situations. Monkey butt. Ben says he was in a meeting and they have a client that uses you know and uh um incessantly. And he prepped for the meeting by having a tally sheet in front of him. So he was going to count them. And in the 30 minute meeting, there were 32 uh and ums and 148 you knows. Damn. So 180 crutch words in 30 minutes, six per minute, one every six, one every 10 seconds. And he said he, um, he got through the whole meeting and realized he had no idea what they were talking about because he was so hyper focused <laughs> on the ums and you knows that he didn't listen to any words in between those. 